The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and home Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America, and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation, thanks to you been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is September 23rd, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, and joining us today is our old good friend of ours, Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, and former Commander for the Maryland DAV. Welcome back, sir. You're one hell of a busy guy. Yes, and it's great to be back with the great team that we have, you and Jim, and our very honored guest today. Welcome, everyone. All right. right. Welcome. Right Right alongside of Bill, we have Jim Kluge. He's the national historian, photographer, and former PR director for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. How are you doing today, sir? Gary, I'm doing well, and uh, greetings, Bill. Thank you. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> and Jim, yeah. September, Jim, September 19th was POW MIA Day. And uh, I know that uh, the national commander wrote a pretty powerful uh, letter to that effect. And, you know, it, it just blew me away knowing that there's still over 80,000 MIAs. Well, it's a staggering thought, uh, Gary. That's correct. Uh, national commander for the military of the Purple Heart, uh, Pat Little, sent out a, uh, a very uh, specific uh, um, reminder to each and every American that we stand behind uh, each one of those 83,195 MIAs that are still unaccounted for today. And uh, that 
can have our nation can have no higher priority than that for the full accountability to those men and women that are still MIAs, and along with that, our undying and uh, and continued appreciation for each and every veteran that was held under circumstances that. Uh, was probably uh, even more feared than death itself was to be captured by the enemy uh, because we know what kind of treatment that always follows. And uh, so to those former POWs, we have nothing but respect and and, uh, support for. So thank you each and every one of those uh, former POWs. And for the MIAs, um, our commitment is there with you continually. All right. All right. Bill and Jim, you want to hear some amazing, unexpected, and phenomenal web traffic news? Yeah. Get a load of of this. Did you know that there's just over a billion websites in the world? A billion. (laughs) AmericanHeroesNetwork.com website has improved their rating by 3,336,607 positions in the last 90 days, according to Alexa.com. Alexa Global Traffic Rank is is actually a measure of how a website is doing relative to all other sites on the web over the last three months. And that is calculated by estimated average of daily unique visitors and estimated number of page views over that 90-day period. What could this mean? Yeah, that's phenomenal. What could this mean? Wow. At this at this rate, American Heroes Network, our position could be in the top 100,000 websites in the world very, very soon. Now, that's amazing. And, and it's all thanks to Franklin for uh, getting us there. All right. Hey, thanks, Speaking, Franklin. Gary, you yes, too. No, well, it's it's the uh, you know the guys that know how to operate uh, all the technology today. That's that's the helping end of it. Speaking of amazing, our show today is called Empowering Women Veterans, and the two young ladies we'll be interviewing are both Purple Heart recipients. Jim, why don't you start the introduction? Well, Gary, it's an honor as always. Uh, Captain uh, Captain Wendy Buckingham is currently a federal employee in Washington D.C. and a Reserve United States Air Force JAG officer. She practices law and employment law in both her civilian and reserve capacities. Wendy graduated magna cum laude from the University of Notre Dame in 2004 with a double major in English and computer applications. She attended Notre Dame on a full uh, uh, scholarship and um, um, from there she spent... um, um, went on to a a challenge of a law degree and graduated cum laude with that law degree. Um, Wendy went on to serve active duty in the United States Air Force and was deployed to Baghdad where she was wounded uh, by an IED. And um, the tragedy of that brought some pretty severe injuries to Wendy. We're proud to say Wendy's back with us and doing well with, uh, in spite of her injuries. And uh, Wendy was uh, appointed as a Women's Veterans Issues uh, Coordinator by uh, our past national commander, and Wendy's doing a wonderful job. She uh, is married to uh, um, United States Air Force Lieutenant Colonel William Buck Buckingham, and they live in the uh, Maryland area, and they have two 
French bulldog puppies, Chloe and Maximus. Wendy's a, a, a blessing for our order and for all of us. Wendy, welcome to our program. Yes. Thank you all for having me. It's an honor to be here. And Jim, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Welcome, Wendy. Welcome. Glad, to, glad to have you back. Thank you. All right. Bill, why don't you go ahead and introduce uh, the guest, another guest. Uh, Gary, my honor also in introducing Sonia Broadway, who is an Air Force veteran of the Gulf War. Now, Sonia attended college in, uh, in the state of Virginia, and upon gra- uh, completion, she entered the United States Air Force, served with security forces, and earned a degree in criminal justice. In 1966, uh, she was stationed uh, in uh, Saudi Arabia, wounded by a truck bomb, and became a Purple Heart recipient. She trained as a uh, uh, military training instructor, as you mentioned earlier, Gary, a drill sergeant at Lackland Air Force Base in Texas. In 2003, uh, she departed from active military service and earned her third degree from the University of St. Thomas in Houston, Texas. Now, in addition to uh, Sonia's uh, uh, award uh, or recipient of the Purple Heart. She's also uh, uh, received the Colonel Buddy Jack, Billy Jack Carter for hero, heroism and selected as the Air Force Outstanding uh, Security Police Airman uh, of the Year. Currently, she continues to serve veterans as a veteran service officer in Brazoria County, Texas. She's also a chapter commander for the Military Order of the Purple Heart there in Texas. And Sonia is a proud mother and married to Deputy Daniel Broadway uh, of the Brazoria County Sheriff's Office. Welcome, Sonia. Welcome, Sonia. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. This is this is wonderful. I love what I do, and any opportunity to talk about what we do, I'm grateful for. Thank you. All right. Empowering women veterans. Wendy, I believe this is all boils down to is that women need to understand these benefits. What's the first thing they should actually do in finding what's available to them? You know, a lot of it is um, kind of a self-obligation, you know, to go out and do some research. The wonderful thing is with the Internet, there's a research is at your fingertips or, you know, knowledge is at your fingertips, um, you know, just in terms of searching for what's out there, um, both from a federal standpoint of what federal ben- benefits veterans have, but also state-specific benefits. Um, you know, a lot of states um, have no property tax or lower property tax for disabled veterans. Um, I know in the state of Texas, they would have free registration, vehicle registration. Um, so there are certain states that are very helpful to veterans um, where it would re- kind of behoove them if they had the choice of where they want to live, either because they're getting out of the military and starting a civilian career. Um, those are some things that veterans really, you know, need to think about, especially women veterans, female veterans, um, you know, in order to empower themselves. Um, and kind of, you know, doing an Internet search is one great way, and that's sort of on them for kind of some self-knowledge or self-education, but also reading, reaching out to veteran service officers, uh, which Sonia can speak about, is, is very helpful as well. 
Yeah, that's one of that. uh, Veteran service officers are everywhere, and people don't really realize how close they are in the community. Um, In Texas, we have one in every county. You also have your local VFW, your DAV, your Military Order of the Purple Heart. Most of them have a service officer who may not do a full time job like I do, but they're going to know the person like me who can help them with those benefits too. And um, and for example, that third degree that he mentioned that came from vocational rehabilitation. That was actually my bachelor's degree. Because of my injuries in combat, I couldn't go in the criminal justice field, so I used the v- my VA and went to voc rehab and finished my degree so that I could get a desk job. And that was just one example there, you know, when, and I went out and looked for that. Uh, is there a difference between... Is there a difference between the uh, county service officers and the, uh, the uh, I guess, the guy at the VA? Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> there are huge differences. <laughs> I want to hear that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, most people, you know, when they, they go up to the Department of Veterans Affairs, first they have to get the little strip search, right? So they walk in through security, they get patted down, and that's kind of nerve-wracking. And a lot of people are already nervous to begin with thinking, okay, I'm going up here, I'm going to ask for these benefits, I'm going to look like I'm asking for a handout, then how are these people going to react to me? And so you go through security and you go in and you speak with a service officer there, and basically they can help you with your federal benefits. At the county level, what a county service officer does, and you would be surprised at the things that we do deal with, we get a guy straight off the street, they come in, hey, you know, I need, I can't pay my light bill this month. I might have someone who's living under the bridge, and I'm driving by. I turn around, I stop, and verify it's a veteran. Um, but what we do is we not only help them file their claims for benefits like you can get at the regional office, but we also go even further. We help them get enrolled at the health care center. We help them find their local clinics. Um, we help them, you know, guide them to the local veterans' employment representative. We guide them to we, – we go further, and we guide them along to um, – to the colleges and their vet rep that might be right there in the community so that it's not just, oh, come up here, let's file your claim, and we'll send you on your way, and you'll hear from us in a few months. Right. We're right here on the street on the front line. All right. Asani, if could you hold that thought because I want to hear more on this. We're going to take a short break. I think these guys were talking so much that our time just flew by. Uh, <laughs> all right. Today's, today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our local partner page to see local businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. I'm Gary Ray along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Wendy and Sonia. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety channel and we'll be right back find out what's happening on the voice america talk radio network by keeping up with us on twitter you can find us at voice america trn For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Wendy and Sonia. And Sonia was talking about uh, the difference between um, going to the VA uh, for an advocate or uh, going to one of the uh, county advocates. Tell us all the good news about it. Yes, sir. And since we're talking about empowering women, one of the things that I really like to point out is when you have a local county service officer, we're more likely to get the women in here than you're likely to get up at a regional office. Because, first of all, your regional office are typically located downtown. So it's like an all-day event. Well, many women don't have all day when they've got their children. They've got to get to school or to daycare or things like that. So they can flip into an office like mine. Plus, they're more comfortable because we're more like a family here on the local level. Level, and up there is more like a machine operating. So, so you know, most women are more likely to swing by. I don't know what grocery stores you have that are that are like pantries that are real quick. You you drop in, you get your milk and your bread, and you hop back out. You get in the car and you go home, as opposed to going to Walmart and get caught up in oh I oh I forgot. Let's get this and this and this, and you got to get all the kids out of the car. So <laughs> I, I compare it to that. You know, you can swing by the county service office, but if you want to go up to the VA itself, it's going to be an all-day event, and you may as well pack the kids. So, um, right. so most women aren't going to take advantage of those VA benefits up at the uh, up at the national level. Then, and it's easier for them to come to the local county service officer. And in addition to that, once we get to know them, for example, my office has a vet center counselor here on Fridays. Vet center counselors are wonderful people because most of your vet, most of your um, counseling at the VA uh, medical centers wasn't necessarily geared towards women for many years. It wasn't when I got out. And so finally, after about six years, someone said to me, how about the vet center? And I'm like, wow, I wish I'd known this sooner. So these women can come in on a Friday and meet with a vet center counselor who, who specifically does military sexual trauma and combat veterans. And, um, and as opposed to driving again, you know, to the hospital or the local clinic where it's not so comfortable when they walk in and there's all these men standing there looking at them like, oh, what's that young girl doing here? I think she's lost. <laughs> That's unreal. No. <laughs> and I yeah, think, definitely. You know, just what Sonia's saying as well, I mean, one thing that the VA is really um, headed towards as well are 
clinic specifically for women. Um, and in D.C., they have a wonderful women's clinic. It is downtown, so it is, as, as Sonia was saying, I mean, it is a trek to, to get there. But at the same time, I mean, it is a wonderful facility. And so they really are trying. The VA is really looking towards, you know, how can we reach out to women and assist them better? Because they do have different needs than many of our male veterans. As Sonia pointed out, you know, women have child care issues. They are really bearing that responsibility in a to a much greater extent than our male veterans are, and that in some ways could be a hindrance to going and taking advantage of their benefits or even having the time to really look at what their benefits are and fully realizing those. Mm-hmm. Well, how, do you, how do you find the situation with fee-based, I mean, uh, allowing you to go to a, a clinic outside the VA? You mentioned that earlier as far as other clinics. Uh, were those fee-based uh, clinics you were talking about? Actually, those are the CBOX, the community-based outpatient clinics. Um, the VA, like Wendy said, they're really trying to reach out there. So by putting clinics closer in our community, um, Brazoria County just recently opened up. Um, the VA put a CBOX in our community. So it's easier for the veteran to go to that little clinic as opposed to going to the hospital downtown in Houston. Um, but they also do have a fee basis, which sometimes works out and sometimes doesn't. <laughs> Um, uh, it's much easier to go to your local community-based outpatient clinic than it is to do a fee-based, but but they are also working on that right now with all of the things that they've been discussing lately with with some of the problems at the the, uh, medical center. They are trying to do more Mm fee-bases. Now, Jim, you you mentioned that uh, you went to a fee-based recently for your hearing, Um, and, uh, uh, and, of course, the VA for you is probably two or three times that distance. Uh, so they are starting to reach out a little more in Oregon too, aren't they? They definitely are. And uh, Gary, there's, I, I, we just had a local uh, event here for women veterans and uh, each year we have, a, in this specific area, we don't have any military bases. So it's a unique state in the fact that there aren't any military bases outside of the uh, Army National Guard and uh, the reserve uh, uh, elements of the uh, military. So our community base of uh, veterans is narrower. However, this past year, this, uh, this past event here, just uh, last month, it w- it's amazing to see literally a hundred plus women come together, veterans, and so anxious to hear the information and uh, to integrate in. And I've got to say to our local veterans facility here in Southern Oregon, it's a particular blessing for us, and I'm particularly aware of it because of my uh, relationship and knowing Wendy and her efforts uh, for women veterans. When we see a lady in our veterans uh, VA facility, it's especially a, a pleasure for me to, to welcome them and say hello to them and thank them for their service. And uh, the, the women, we're seeing a larger influx and, and higher numbers in our VA facility, and that's, that's really a blessing. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, as far as let's move on to the next one more or less. Uh, about women, why do you think they need to learn more about their finances? or manage their finances? 
Sonia, do you want to start or you want me to start? Oh, yeah. Well, Did one I... of the things that, that we see a lot of, and it's, and it's not really, it, it is mostly, believe it or not, the women, and I, and I, I can't understand it, but um, I think that, that because nowadays, you know, home ec has kind of gone along the way in high school, you don't really hear home ec anymore. And I know back in the day, we learned how to balance our checkbooks and things like that. Well, a lot of the women get out and, and they'll come, you know, they'll come to this county service office that will help them get their benefits going. And then you get a phone call in a couple of months, well, I can't pay my light bill. Well, okay, I, you know, what's hard to understand is, is if you get your compensation going, and it's a pretty decent rate, it can be up to, you know, $2,800 a month, some of them will, in addition, get a, maybe a Social Security disability, and they can't pay their light bill. And, and you have to wonder, okay, it's not so much that they don't have the income, it's that they have, they have never been taught how to properly budget or manage what income they do have coming in. And um, one of the things, you know, at the county level, when they come into my office, we have to sit down and say, okay, I need all your income and all your expenses. And you look at that and you're like, this is how much you have coming in and this is how much you have going out. You know, what's the problem? And so at my level, I can refer them to someone local who will volunteer their time and say, hey, let's teach this young lady how to maybe budget her money here so that we don't have the same problem next month and next month um, and, and just a reoccurring thing. Another thing um, with helping the women with their finances is if they realize, oh, wow, you mean I can go to the VA? You know, one of the bills that they'll bring in is, well, I couldn't pay my medical bill this month, you know, I had, or, or I had, um, had to go to the doctor. Well, they don't realize sometimes if they get enrolled in the VA, they may be in a category where they don't even have to copay. So that takes care of your health care and your medical bills. And I think, you know, what Sonia is saying is outstanding just because I think what we're seeing across the board is that homelessness, especially among our women veterans, is um, absolutely on the rise, um, as is uh, unemployment for women veterans. And and so we're seeing that connection between unemployment and homelessness. But then, as Sonia said, you know, um, a lot of our women veterans, especially those who have been combat wounded um, or are coming out and have some type of disability rating, um, are receiving benefits from the government and just are not, you know, don't know how to manage their money or are not managing it properly. Um, in my role as um, Director of Women's Veterans Issues for the Military Order of the Purple Heart, I'm contacted throughout the year um, by women veterans and a one of the most frequent requests that I get is a, is a woman in need. Um, either she has recently lost her job and needs some, you know, just immediate financial assistance, or it's someone who um, maybe was medically retired from the military, is receiving, you know, a good amount of, of benefits monetarily from the federal government, but just doesn't know how to manage that money and cannot make ends meet. Um, so there's definitely a strong need to not only know, as we talked about earlier, understand what benefits are out there, but also look and understand how to manage um, you know, income. Um, and again, this also gets us into why maybe looking at some state-specific benefits could be helpful as well when veterans have an option of where to live because some states would offer no property tax or have additional benefits that if a veteran is really struggling financially and is able to move, it might really behoove them to consider, hey, there really maybe is a state that's better for me to live in economically. And the last thing that, that, that any veteran, or, and especially that a woman, wants is to, is to have a fiduciary appointed over their benefit to manage their money for them. But if the VA finds that, you know, their money is going to something like drugs, then that's exactly what's going to happen. So they have to, you know, but obviously if it's not going to drugs and they're just not managing properly, the VA might still look at it and say, okay, maybe we need to take over anyway. And, and that just makes it more difficult to access and take care of their own needs when someone else is appointed over them. But it will 
the other hand, you know, when there is someone who really can't manage their money, then then a fiduciary would be necessary. Ah, amazing. Sonia, it sounds like you're, uh, and Wendy, it sounds like there's just such a, a focused uh, and uh, and ready uh, resource. And uh, I know the challenge for both of you must be, and for all of the um, VSOs that are uh, serving veterans, is to how to reach the community. How are you reaching out, and what are there any special little uh, uh, ways by which you are able to uh, locate the uh, demographics of women veterans that are out there in any given community? Oh, yes, sir. One thing that's wonderful about the state of Texas is we do have um, the Texas Veterans Commission, and the and what happens is vital statistics that whenever a veteran gets discharged from the military, they get like 20 copies of their discharge papers, their DD-214. And member copy four, there's a box, and it's always checked, and it says member copy four will be sent to home of record. Your home of record is where you were when you went in. So the Texas Veterans Commission, ultimately, the state, ends up with that member copy four. I then requested as a county service officer, I want to know, okay, where are my Brazoria County veterans? So every month they email me a list. And what my office does is we type up a letter saying we are here, and and it does say we're not the VA, but we can help you with all of your benefits and we can help you with the VA, and we send that out to the address that was on their discharge paper for home of record. It. I can tell you, though, that this, this current, um, I would say that the, the, the character of, of, of kids that we're getting out of the service nowadays really kind of must get those letters and just put it <laughs> either in the trash or off to the side because when uh, I yeah. normally get someone who came in who got that letter, it's mom or dad dragging them in here. So, um, I mean, they do work, but at the same time, some of these kids are going straight to work. They don't have time for it. And, and the young ladies, you know, a lot of times it'll be mom or dad will call and say, hey, my daughter just got back. We got this letter. Because home of record sometimes is the parents also. And they'll let me know, hey, you know, I'll give this to him or her when they come home. And I'm going to make sure they come in there because they didn't know they had these benefits. So that is one way we do try to reach out. And the state does send us, you know, every year how much each county, the breakdown of, um, of our statistics, how many veterans are in my county? I've got like twenty three thousand, um, and how much money you know we help them to get from VA, and how many of them are using healthcare and things like that. But to reach out to my kids that are just getting out, we go to that member copy four, we get that address, and we mail them a letter. Mm, Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, it's break time again. Time is flying by here. Unbelievable. <laughs> you can now learn about uh, the American Heroes Network loyalty brands, American Heroes Water and Apparel by going to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. To stay updated on your phone, text the word HERO, that's H-E-R-O, to 80464 or scan the QR code right from our website. I'm Gary Ray along with Bill, Jim, and our guest Wendy and Sonia. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier. 
or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. Voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Wendy and Sonia. And, uh, Bill, you want to go ahead with the next uh, question? Yeah, yeah, uh, Gary. Wendy and Sonia, uh, you know, I personally believe the greatest void in the veteran community is the lack of information. I think a lot of information is is, is coming about as we uh, go through the program today, and uh, and one of the challenges our veterans uh, face now returning, many of them reside in the remote and rural areas of where they live. Information doesn't always get to these individuals. I think it may have been either Sonia or, or, or Wendy who mentioned that. A lot of times, it's uh, members of the family, how important family support in getting these individuals to come in. But information is so important, and especially when you're in the remote and rural areas. And if you can kind of include that in on what you're about to tell us now uh, uh, to to get some attention and let that be a a long arm of outreach to our veterans in those areas. Sure. Bill, I can address that one, and I think you're exactly right. I mean, it's over time we're trying to figure out you know, what are the best ways to reach out to people, to reach out to veterans, um, and especially our female veterans. Um, within the military or the Purple Heart, um, we have a special web page that's just for our women veterans, um, and that is anyone can access that off the website. Um, so it's not like it's password protected or anything like that. It has my contact information, which is how women and veterans in need are finding me, um, and then that way I'm able to put them in touch with um, people that can assist them or better assist them than I can. Um, and then we've also got a list of helpful links, everything from educational benefits, medical care, um, employment, uh, websites, you know, just different ways to help our female veterans um, are on that website. So one thing is to use the web um, and have information like that available. And one thing that we always do is we check our links. We check them regularly just to make sure that they're always working and functional. I never want something to not, you know, to be posted and not work. Um, The other thing we just started to do uh, through the Purple Heart is send a monthly newsletter to our female veterans just with upcoming events that are geared towards veterans and specifically our women veterans so that they're aware of those events if they want to attend. Um, And I think one thing in general that Sonia and I have talked about and that we're seeing is a lot of veteran service organizations, um, 
you know, whether it's through the VA or through um, like Wounded Warrior Project and things like that, a lot of the events that are geared towards our veterans aren't necessarily for women or maybe women wouldn't feel as comfortable attending. Um, a lot of events might be like a hunting event or a camping event and maybe women don't really feel like doing those things, whereas, you know, a cooking class or uh, a scrapbooking event is probably a better way to reach out to a lot of women. Um, additionally, especially for women that have childcare responsibilities and obligations or they are working during uh-huh. the day, you know, the timing of events. Um, you know, if, if, if veteran service organizations can really think um, more about, okay, hey, you've got veterans who are working now, they're young, they just got out of the service, you know, they need to continue working, we're not going to be able to reach them probably, you know, on a Monday during the duty day. You know, you're going to have to do something in the evenings or on the weekends, and that's a better time to ensure that they're going to be available to be involved in these types of events. Yes, and, and like in my county, we have 19 veterans organizations, the VFW, the American Legion, the DAV. They have their meetings in the evening, but one thing that I'm seeing with my guys, and I guess because I, you know, I'm the first female county service officer here, I'm noticing that at these meetings now, children are welcome. So if you, can get, if you, can, if you invite a veteran to an event, that's cool. Sometimes the male veterans will show up, but if you, you invite the family to an event, you're going to get that female veteran there because she knows, hey, I can bring my children and I can bring the family. Let's go check this out. And so being open and receptive to um, allowing the children to come into some of, of the meetings and the things that they do is also going to get a woman out there too. And, Sonia, I think that's very important because a lot of, uh, uh, of what we're uh, uh, observing now and we'll see in the future, as, as uh, husband and wives have been uh, sent off to serve at the same time and the, 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 the children are left behind with extended members of the families, and, you know, we're, we're creating some circumstances and concerns down the road for them because of the absence of uh, mom and dad while they were serving, not just one time, but repetitive assignments. So I think that's a great idea is to get that family in because before that uh, uh, deployment, many of our families were were living very uh, productive and useful lives, uh, uh, running a household, sending the kids to school, doing great things. But because of our dedication to service, these things have come about as a byproduct. So it's very important, in my opinion, to stress that to get them in. And my kids very yeah. much know what a POWMIA ceremony is Sunday. Um, I took my children, and it was an hour long, and they stood when it was time to stand, and they prayed when it was time to pray, and when they sat down and it was a little slow, they had something to color. And so they're very familiar with what a veteran is and what the VFW is, and um, and the more, that, the more that I'm invited to events where these guys don't mind my children being there, the more I'm out there able to learn things. And the great yeah. thing, too, is that's building a spirit of patriotism in our children as well which I think is something that's really healthy for them to see and appreciate their parents' service. And with mom being a soldier, it definitely, <laughs> we got to pass that down to them. Without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Well, quite a challenge. I, I can't even imagine as uh, most of us uh, I, back in Vietnam, I don't know the total number, but I think it was more uh, a rarity to have a married individual um, deployed uh, where now that becomes almost just a, a, a more of a, a regular occasion where uh, the individual deploys, uh, and particularly women, with dependents. A challenge just must be staggering to come back and uh, deal with all of those issues upon your return and uh, how to how to negotiate all of those demands upon you, and particularly then add another layer to it, being wounded particularly. It's even makes it even tougher. So I, I, I really commend both of you. You're reaching out. You're taking advantage of uh, the uh, gift of your passion for veteran women, and uh, that's just really commendable. Thank you. One of the other, um, you know, opportunities as well that we would love to see, you know, just more opportunities geared to women would just be with job opportunities and internships as well. Because we've talked about kind of the veteran service organizations like VFW uh, and, and other organizations, you know, reaching out and really watching the timing of those meetings, inviting children, stuff like that, inviting the families um, to really kind of reach out and get more women involved. But then also the same thing, you know, we have, um, there's definitely companies out there that are very interested in hiring veterans and really reach out, I think, to a lot of male veterans or maybe have positions that are designed. I know, Sonia, you know someone that just got a job, I think, with the NFL, yes. one of the sports teams. And maybe, you know, women wouldn't be as interested in that, but maybe something like Mary Kay or something like that that reaches out to, to women veterans to really pick them up and kind of help them, um, you know, through a special internship or through a special job opportunity would be wonderful. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another thing about the uh, military or the Purple Heart also that um, I, of course, uh, to be a member, you have to have a contact, uh, rather combat uh, Purple Heart or uh, incident. Now, the thing is, a lot of people are unaware of that you don't have to be a member to go there and ask for benefits, uh, you know, have their help getting you your benefits. Uh, is that with all the VSOs? Uh, Bill's a member of everyone. <laughs> One thing I can tell you is when we have a need, um, it's always the military or the Purple Heart that can fill it because if it's the Marine Corps League, it's got to be a Marine. If it's a VFW, they had to be a foreign war veteran. DAV, they have to have a service-connected rating. So I can, I can, you know, and yes, I am a member, but, but MOPH is, does really great for servicing all. Well, you know, Wendy and Sonia, I think here again, uh, both of you play a very uh, important role because you're in direct contact with veterans on a day-to-day basis as opposed to the the, the VSOs who don't uh, have this everyday contact that you have. And I think you're in a position where you can have uh, influence in making recommendations to the VSOs as to how to become more involved. For an example... Uh, you know, we've got a group on the eastern shore of, uh, of Maryland that, uh, that, that's very much involved in helping in the local communities where they conduct stand-downs, for, 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 as an example. Uh, the third week in October, we're going to have a stand-down over in Salisbury. We've, this is our fourth year now where we get those families to come in. And on Sunday of that weekend, it's specifically for women veterans. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It is. It's great. That's so the more, the more you can get the women out, another thing that we talked about is women, they don't really share their stories. Um, but one thing that I have found with, within the MOPH being um, combat wounded, 
Um, it's hard for, I'm not going to go into, you know, the only group they were able to put me in when I got injured was either with the Vietnam veterans or they offered military sexual trauma, which obviously that did not fit me. I have found, though, that being around Wendy and being around some of the other women in our organization, it's so much easier to talk, even if we don't share our actual stories. But even then, I shared my story and Maureen shared hers and Wendy has shared hers. Um, but it's so much easier to develop a type of, of sisterhood when you get into one of the organizations. And so it, if the organizations continue to reach out like yours with the stand downs, that's going to help get these women in, get them to share their stories and get some of these things off their mind. Well, that's so important because, as you probably well know, uh, with the experiences that many of us have had, especially in the combat situation, we just don't open up to, 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 to everyone about what our concerns are, what our inner feelings are, and, and what our experiences have been. So if you go into a therapist, I mean, I'm talking about a, a, a psychologist uh, or a psychiatrist to begin to talk to you to, to help you recover, if we don't feel feel that there's a connection and they understand us and what we've been exposed to, we don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. Great point, Bill. Yep. And women, you know, maybe it's maybe this is cliche, but I think women like to talk and they need a little bit more of that, you know, and to develop a type of sisterhood. And I think that it helps to have organizations that are saying, hey, we welcome you here, as opposed to how it has been in the past where it's like, okay, what, what's she doing here now? Put her in the ladies' auxiliary. <laughs> right, yeah. I think that it's, you know, it's so huge to have those women-focused events. And, and that's one of the things, like when um, Sonia was talking about the sisterhood, that's really what we're trying to develop within the Purple Heart as well. Um, a lot of the newsletters that I'm sending out to the women are talking about, we, we want to share each other's stories and get into the habit of doing that. So I know when I was um, going through rehab for my, my combat injury, I was the only woman. Um, and so it was great because I was with, you know, a lot of other, you know, wonderful men that were, that were wounded. But at the same time, you know, I didn't feel that comfortable going to a whole group of, of myself and then a whole bunch of men, you know, talking about what had happened and, and, and working through that. And so a lot of times I think women, just because of our lower numbers in the military, are kind of singled out um, and maybe don't feel as comfortable in those environments with just men to share or as Sonia pointed out, you know, there really isn't another environment or if it is, it's, you know, women with a different issue, which is a very important issue, but it's a different issue than the one that they're facing and they may not feel comfortable sharing in that environment, so they just don't share. And they really don't kind of get the care and support that they need. Right. Well, it's at break time again. Wow. Do you believe that? Unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. All right. Everybody drop and give me 50. Does that bring back any <laughs> We're going we're to take a short break. Be sure to check out our show sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. I had the opportunity to meet Josh Yoner. He's a family man that believes his family-run business can and will save you money with his merchant services. Check, out, check him out. What do you have to lose? Hundreds, maybe thousands per year? You be the judge. Give Josh a call right now. And don't forget to go to the American Heroes Network. Facebook page and like us. I'm Gary Ray along with Bill, Jim, and our guest Wendy and Sonia. You're listening to the American Heroes Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at SponsorInfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Wendy and Sonia. And uh, Jim, when we were on break, you had a question that you'd like to ask? Well, yes. Um, maybe uh, both Wendy and Sonia can address uh, how the VA address, uh, dealt with their specific issues and needs when they came back after deployment and being wounded. Uh, well, I, I have heard Wendy's story, and, and I just am, and I'm loving it because um, when I got out, there was nothing, and I was still on active duty, and they didn't even have PTSD counseling. They had nothing for combat females, and like I said, it wasn't until like six years later that they could actually, you know, oh, here's the vet center. So, um, but but I have seen a lo- a long leap, you know, bounds and bounds with them. Um, now they're they're really reaching out and saying, hey, have your baby with us, you know, whereas before it was like they had to refer you out to an OB doctor or, um, and things like that. And so um, as far as treating combat wounds and healthcare in general, the VA has come a really long way, and I think that, um, that Wendy would be better at addressing, you know, some of the things that she's seen in her area. I think it's grown a little bigger there in the Washington area, but it is definitely headed here to Houston. Right. Thank you, Sonia. Yeah, and I mean, it's, I really have seen a lot of positive changes with the VA, and, and quite, I mean, I'm the benefit of those as well. Um, the VA in the, their Washington, D.C. Um, headquarters has a Center for Women Veterans, and so they're really providing a lot, of, a lot of educational resources, a lot of programs directly you know, to our female vets. They're traveling across the country trying to get that information out. They've got a great website with a lot of helpful links on a variety of topics for our female vets. Um, again, as we discussed earlier in the program, you know, we're, we're looking at more of the community-based outreach clinics through the VA. Um, they're going to be easier for women to get to just because of family care and child care obligations or work obligations. It's going to be a lot easier to get there than it is all the way downtown um, to a location that's further away. We're also seeing the VA having more flexible hours. Either doctors are working later or that they're, they're taking Saturday appointments, um, which I know in my case um, just you know, working and, and having a job, it's a little bit easier to get to a doctor on a Saturday during my free time than it is sometimes during work time just because of my obligations there. Um, you know, so all those are, are just 
flexibilities that weren't there before, benefits that weren't necessarily there before, because they're looking, the VA has really started to look at, okay, who are we, you know, who are our customers, who are the consumers that are taking advantage of our care, and how can we better serve them? Um, so they really are looking at that. I mean, I think there's, you know, still advances that can be made, but they are going definitely down the right path. Um, Mm-hmm. And in our area, they're putting they put more female doctors. They they're making sure that they have a female doctor in the local outpatient clinic too, who can now provide you know their females their specific exams. Whereas before, they were having to send you you know fifty miles down the road to get those done. Although they paid for it, you know it just wasn't easy to take that fifty mile trip in the middle of a workday. And now they've got females at the clinics, which most females feel more comfortable. So they are trying to also make sure that they staff each outpatient clinic or each clinic at the hospital with a female. And one thing that Sonia and I talked about um, at one of the breaks was um, just the compensation and, and pension disability exams as someone gets out, as a veteran's getting out of the service. And when she had gone through for her exam, I mean, they really didn't understand that women were in combat um, and that they might have some additional needs, whereas now I think we... Definitely the VA understands women are in combat. I know that when I went through um, for my CNP exam, I went through every single wicket, you know, every single doctor I could have gone to, whether it was examining for TBI or psychological issues. Uh, I went specifically for women's health issues. I had an exam. Um, and so, you know, every little aspect was definitely looked at and examined. And I was treated in that regard just like a combat wounded male. Um, and so there were no differences as a result of, you know, my gender or no disbelief that, you know, I had some type of combat injury and thus, you know, not everything was examined. Um, <laughs> Additionally, um, the downtown D.C. office has a wonderful women's, um, women's clinic, um, and there, when I called to schedule an appointment, um, they immediately pulled up my file. They saw that I was combat wounded and assigned you know, very particular. They're like, you're going to meet with this doctor, and she did just a comprehensive exam. So I've been, I have had, personally, just a terrific experience in working with them. Yes, those are those are huge strides, huge strides. When I went in for mine, the, the, they didn't even realize that I had been in combat, and the gentleman was like, now why am I seeing you today? <laughs> it's like you have to tell your story over and over again. Wendy, I'd just like to say uh, thank you for mentioning that clinic at the Washington, D.C. Medical Center, and, uh, and I believe uh, one of the individuals there in that center has done a tremendous job. Uh, her name is Gail Bell. You may have run, uh, had some contact with her, but that's an outstanding women's clinic there, and I think we need to see more of them across the spectrum in our country. Yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. And Wendy, you know what uh, is a ready resource for any uh, female veteran? If you go to uh, purpleheart.org and then go under programs, and then the second uh, under service programs is women veterans, and there's your picture there, Wendy, and then you talk about the PDF link about uh, helpful websites for female veterans uh, specifically tailored. Great resource. I mean, it's a ready resource for any female veteran that wants to explore what what am I not getting and what should I be getting, what resources are available for me. Right, right. Well, we only have a couple of minutes left, and uh, Wendy and Sonia, it was great having you on the show. And I definitely want you guys back. Um, uh, again, maybe we can continue on as things improve and definitely let us know about those changes. Now, Wendy, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, 
just that, you know, we are just honored to serve beside female veterans, and we just really want them to to really empower themselves and know what benefits are out there, that they are entitled to those benefits and they should be taking advantage of them um, and just really value that their service. Uh-huh. And, and Sonia? Uh, you know, the same thing. I mean, we don't see a whole lot of women trying to come in and get their benefits, and I'm, I'm here to tell you that women are out there. We, more of us are out here in service offices, so don't be afraid when you come in to even ask, is there a woman counselor? Because if we don't have one, we'll find you one. All right. Wonderful. All accounts. Bill? Well, Wendy and Sonia, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you very much for your service to this great country of ours. And also, you continue to serve as veterans, helping veterans, and that's the most important point for the long run in our lives. All right. Jim? Uh, ditto, uh, Wendy and uh, Sonia. Help us to help all women veterans. Uh, help any way you can to uh, further the message that you're uh, both bringing out and working hard to uh, bring to uh, female veterans. Thanks for what you're doing. All right. Thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all your archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Wendy and Sonia, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network radio powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Everyone have a terrific week, and see you next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. 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 Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you we're living free We're a quilt of 